Welcome to That's Joy, the podcast. I'm your host, Cece Calbanero, and I'll be sharing stories of miracles, God moments, and unpacking the truth behind what joy truly means. My friend, when God gives you a direct call on your life, be sure to answer it. Here's to answering my call together. Hey y'all, welcome back to another episode of That's Joy, the podcast. Thank you so much for hitting play. Today, we're going to get grateful. We're going to learn what it looks like to get grateful again. That's right. It doesn't have to be the middle of November to do so, but my goodness, let it be the start of summer in the middle of June. Uh, If you're new around here, you must not know yet that we love kicking off every episode with a little joyful noise. Joyful noise is just our version of good news. Like, what are the good things that are happening? Let's shout out more of that. So today, I actually wanted to read in a very special DM from a sweet follower of That's Joy, Liv. Shout out to you, Liv. Um, I'm just going to read her text because it's so good and it is the actual thing that we are looking for when it comes to joyful noise so if you have a piece of something like what Liv wrote in my goodness you better follow us run to social and um, shoot us a dm but I'm gonna read Liv's it says hey Cece I'm Liv I discovered your podcast at the beginning of summer and it came right when I needed it your joy is so contagious I cannot thank you enough your authenticity in the podcast is so refreshing it is like a spring morning just listening to each episode I wanted to share a little joyful noise with you. I've been struggling with chronic headaches my entire life, and I just recently got the courage to ask God to take them away. I went to the eye doctor for the first time in 10 years, and they told me I have been farsighted my entire life, and my eyes have been working 10 times harder than average to see everything for me. That's why I had been having headaches. I felt God say to me yesterday, your body works so hard to sustain you, your body loves you, and now you can finally love it back and let it rest. So now I am getting my first pair of glasses. I must have tried on every last pair of glasses in the store and none of them seemed right. Then the nice man behind the counter pulled out a pair from a drawer and said, I have the perfect pair for you. And guess what? The marble pattern had the exact blue of my eye color and the exact shade of my brown the brown on my hair. They seemed like they were made for me. God is so good. He planned this all along. Anyways, thanks for being an inspiration. I hope you have a great summer. Liv, I hope you have a great summer and I know that you're going to have probably the best summer simply because you could see clear. If y'all don't know my story, all of my life, I thought I wanted to be an eye doctor. So anytime someone has anything visual related, like eyesight related it really tugs on my heartstrings I mean even the scripture where all throughout the bible where it has just different moments of people not being able to see clearly and then being able to see clearly oh it just hits different I don't know what it is God made my heart this way and my desire to help people see clearly now I know whether that means just spiritually is a gift and a gift that I don't take lightly so live Thank God that your glasses are on and you can see clearly. And friends, if you have a story similar to Liv's, 
I want to hear it. Send it in. Shoot me a DM on social so that we could read it on an upcoming episode. But you guys, today we're talking about how to have a grateful heart. And better yet, how to maintain a grateful heart. I actually put up a a poll box on my Insta stories last week and I just wanted to hear more from you guys. Like what are things that you want to hear? We're about half time, right? It's about half time in the year and I just want to make sure that I'm constantly in a position of serving y'all well. And so that is an open invitation. If you ever have ideas on what you want to hear next or certain questions that you want to dive in on, my text number that I put in the show notes of every podcast episode is me on the other side. So seriously, feel free to shoot me a text um, and let me know what those things are. But honestly, I want to do a grab bag episode where we dive into a bunch of different questions and I'll keep that for an upcoming one. But if I'm being completely honest, when I came across this specific question, reading how do you maintain a grateful heart it really stuck out to me and it it was so apparent that in the sea of questions I needed to dive in on this one so I have a feeling that if you clicked on this episode you you want to get grateful again you want to lean into the good things that God's doing in and through your life and my hope and my prayer is that by the very end of this episode that there would just be a new sense of clarity and how you can continue to look for many things to be grateful for in your life sidebar I just listened back to my voice right now and I sound like my nose is completely plugged because it is. So we're just going to ignore that and we're going to keep going because we don't like distractions from the enemy. (laughs) And uh, so excuse my voice. It sounds a little bit different than normal. But diving into this topic of gratitude, I actually this weekend was watching, I don't know if y'all have seen on Netflix, there's a documentary by Barack Obama called Working. And I'm on episode two so far, but after watching just episode one, I really was stirred, y'all. There was something in me that, I don't know if I want to say ignited is the right word, but I really felt stirred and I felt this need to talk about it. I think why I feel this stirring so deeply is because it touches areas of my own life. I think that's often the case for a lot of us, right? The things that we become most passionate about, the things that we want to stand for, um, and, you know, just anything that we believe in, it typically results back to different moments of our own lives. And as I was watching this documentary by Working, called Working, I thought about my parents, And I thought about my grandparents and I thought about all of the sacrifices that they have made to afford me the life that I live today. And just a quick little background for those of y'all who might not know a bit of my story. My mom is one of 11 children. My dad is one of five children and both of my parents are first generation Americans, meaning they immigrated from the Philippines, specifically my mom from Manila and my dad from Leyte. When they were just around 18 years old, they moved across the globe to San Francisco Bay Area with only a hundred bucks or so in their pocket and just a 
a, an opportunity, a chance, and a door had opened for them to be able to come and they just wanted to live out this quote-unquote American dream. And as I was watching through working, it goes through several of the different classes of working Americans, whether that be lower class, middle class, or even people who are quote-unquote rich in the world's eye. Um, but as I was watching the first episode, it walked through a lot of people who are making around seven to nine dollars an hour today like in the last year and we know that that's actually not a lot of money right we go to a local coffee shop if we're fortunate enough and lattes are costing seven to nine dollars and there's just so many people that are making that amount as their hourly and my goodness maybe that's you i i just want to speak to to the person who it if it's not you, if it's not you, I really want you to lean in. And my hope is that you get stirred to watch this documentary. Uh, all politics aside, no matter what you believe in or who you vote for, any of that jazz, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking right now on this episode, heart to heart, human to human. Watch this documentary because what it's going to do is it's going to allow you to turn to the table and pick up a new lens, to pick up a new pair of glasses to look through. Because as you begin to see these people's lives play out, you begin to realize just how fortunate and how grateful you are for the life that you've been given. My guess is if you're plugging into a podcast, you have an iPhone. If you don't have an iPhone, you have an Android. You have some type of device that somebody pays the monthly bill on. And my guess is that if you're plugging to that joy, you have a television where you get to watch Netflix, where somebody pays the bills, the electric bill, where you have AC on and you have a heater on. And when you open the fridge, you have clean water and full stocked food in your fridge. That's my guess if you listen to that joy. And if all those things are you, I really, really want us to lean in. And I say us because I'm talking to me too. In fact, every time I hit record, I want you to know that I'm also talking to me. Me talking to me. I mean, right now, I'm in a room by myself talking to me, hopefully reaching you. And I wanted to mention this documentary because I think it paints the picture for where I want us to go. And it always is joy. Friends, if joy is the door, then gratitude is the key. If joy is the door that we want to enter and experience more of in this life, we have to know with our heart of hearts that the only way to get through that door is having gratitude. Now, I am such a person who lives on a mountain of things that I am so dang grateful for. I can't tell you how many times in the last four years specifically where my heart has been reshaped and sharpened to just really find even more things to be grateful for. Like I, I am grateful. I have cried many times simply because I can't shake how grateful I am for everything that God has given me. And what I can tell you is that it is no 
accident that my gratitude has dripped into the experience and the amount of joy that I get to live in every single day. And here's the thing that I don't want us to forget. I've shared many different podcasts about the difference between joy and happiness. And I want to just reiterate that exact point right now. When I'm talking about joy, I'm not talking about circumstances. I'm not talking about, okay, if I have a key to gratitude, that means I'll get the car because that brings me joy. Uh, that's not what I mean at all. It's not, oh, okay, if I have the key to gratitude, that means if I open it up, I'll finally get that relationship. No, 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 no. That's not what I mean. That's not what I mean at all. I'm saying that if you have the key of gratitude, you get the access to God's joy. Meaning when you walk through, no matter, no matter, no matter what the circumstances are around you, you've got a joy within you that you can't shake. It doesn't make sense. It's almost like that scripture that points and says that peace that surpasses all understanding. I mean, I just want to build a platform in a life that says I experience a joy that surpasses all understanding. It's not going to make sense to the world, y'all, but it will make sense to you and to your relationship that you have with God. And so I was actually interviewed on a podcast And they asked me, Cece, if you can share just three simple steps, three simple steps to experience more joy, what would you tell someone those steps would be? And I want to share these with you. And I want to leave you with this. And I want this to be a short episode because the last one was a short one and y'all are vibing with that. And we're going to run in that direction. And so I want you to, if you get nothing at all, I'm so serious, please get this. It's applicable and you know how much I love that. You know how much I love giving you the tools to equip you to run into today, to run into tomorrow and start living life a little bit differently so that you can experience more joy. These three things are this. One, get quiet. Get quiet. There are so many distractions that we have in this life. We can be distracted quite literally 24-7. In fact, some of us even are. Some of us don't get much sleep because we're distracted by our phone by our phones. We're distracted by these apps. We're distracted by comparison about we're distracted by Netflix. We're distracted by the noise of the world. And if you want more joy in your life, friends, if you want to find the things to be more grateful for in your life, We have to get quiet. We've got to run up on the hills and find the places of solitude of where it is just you and Jesus and it is quiet. And you're saying, God, I don't know what to say, but would you speak to me? I don't want to say anything. I just want to listen. And you say nothing at all. And you just listen. That's the first step to experiencing more joy. The second is getting grateful. What does it look like to get grateful in my life? Well, I start every morning, not perfect. I miss some mornings. This is me being real because you know I love that. I start almost every morning writing down things that I'm I'm grateful for. 
In fact, if I find myself with a heavier heart that morning, I will make sure that I double down on gratitude because I know it's exactly what I need. Not necessarily what I feel like, but I know it's what I need. So I'll just write down and I'll start going and I'll start thinking of every little thing that comes into my mind. Lord, I am grateful that this cup of coffee is warm. Lord, I am grateful for clean water. Lord, I am grateful that I slept in a comfortable bed last night. Lord, I'm grateful for that friend that reached out yesterday. Lord, I'm grateful for the dinner that I had that was homemade. Lord, I'm grateful. And you just go on. Go on and on and on. And the best part is, is that when you can get grateful about the smallest things, they end up becoming much more of the bigger things. And so get grateful. And if you can write those things down, that's almost like bonus points. The third thing that you need to do to experience more joy in your life is to get surrounded. Now, what I mean by this one is, there was a quote that I saw by Jay Shetty that shared, the loneliness is the enemy of joy. Loneliness is the enemy of joy. Now, if loneliness is the enemy of joy, what does that mean for us? It means that we need to run towards people. Not in a distracted way, but in a way that makes sure that almost ensures that we're not staying at home on a Friday night, on a Saturday night, and all day Sunday because we feel lonely and we don't think that anybody wants to hang out with us or that anybody loves us. That's just not the truth, friends. There are people that think about you and think about the way that you complimented them and think about your smile and think about your eyes and think about the warmth of your presence. I want you to know that. There are people that think so highly of you and so the if you want to experience more joy you got to get surrounded you got to make sure that you are not allowing the enemy to trap you into a place of believing that people don't want to be with you because they do and sometimes it looks like you reaching out first I can't tell you how many seasons I've been the friend that reaches out first and I don't regret that Because sometimes it looks like you be the person who starts it. Just take action and make sure that you're not isolating yourself. You're just experiencing solitude. See, there's a difference in the first point and the third point that I want to make sure that you know is clear. Getting quiet means you're with Jesus. You don't feel any oppositions of like goodness. When you're with Jesus, you don't feel loneliness, you don't feel anxiety, and you don't feel depression. So if you start feeling those things, I would almost get that you're starting to feel loneliness. And if you're starting to feel loneliness, you must make sure that you get surrounded. Put yourself out there. Go to that small group. Go to a coffee hang. Reach out to a family member and get surrounded. You do these three things, friends, and you are bound to experience more joy in your life. And better yet, you will experience almost an eruption of gratitude in your hearts. In fact, I I just am believing that gratitude will overflow from you when you start to begin to do these things. Friends, 
if there's a certain part of this that really resonated with you, I want to know what that is. Shoot me a text to 615-813-4813. You can follow me on social at C-C-A-L-B-O-N-E-R-O on Insta and on TikTok. And you can follow that show, the podcast too. If you've yet to subscribe, rate, or leave a review for that joy, it'd mean the world if you took two minutes to go do that. I read every review and I catch myself on the edge of tears. So thank you for going out of your way to do that. Friends, I'll never leave an episode without saying if you have even the smallest desire to meet the creator of the universe or if you've already been saved but you aren't truly free, I want to invite you to sit at the table of plenty with me and so many others. I'm telling you there's an abundance here. There's an overflow here and there's so much joy here. I'm here to tell you that God's for you. All you have to do is invite him into your heart right now. He's waiting for you. He wants to meet with you. And friends, I'm proud of you. If you just made this decision, I'd love to know you. Shoot me a text to that number in the show notes so I could pray for you. I love you. God loves you. And until next time, I'll chat with y'all next time. Thank you so much for being here.